1500 KSTP. Desert and the Great American Southwest. I bid you all good evening or good morning, as the case may be, across all these many time zones. Stretching commercially from the Tahitian and Hawaiian Islands in the west, eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, and actually in the Newfoundland, which may be a little further east. We're arguing about that now. South into South America, north to the pole, and worldwide on the internet. This is Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell, and I'm not going to pull any punches with you folks. I am sick as a dog. Uh, my flu has come roaring back, as has my wife's. We're running temperatures of around 102. Uh, however, I absolutely had to get the interview in tonight that I'm about to do, so sick or not, I'm going to do it. My guest tonight is a Dr. Zahi Awas, who is Director of Antiquities at Giza in Egypt. That's where the pyramids and the Sphinx are. That's what he takes care of. And we're going to talk with him in a few moments. This is kind of a prelude uh, to a cruise which is going to take place in May. May 10th through the 17th. It's going to be wild. On that cruise will be Dr. Zahi Was, the man you're about to hear from. Daniel Brinkley, you know well. Graham Hancock, Robert Bavall, Dr. Ed Krupp, and I will try and moderate all of this. So, it's going to be wild. Now, if you would like to come along on this cruise, I'm going to give you the relevant phone numbers right now. You can still come along. Nationwide, with the exception of California, the number is 1-800-888-5509. That's 1-800-888-5509. If you're in California, call area code 310-568-0138. That's area code 310-568-0138. In a moment, Dr. Zahi Oas. Now, all right, here is... Uh, Dr. Zahi Hoas, Director of Antiquities for Giza in Egypt. Doctor, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you, Art? Uh, I am fine. Um, if you don't count, uh, no, I'm not fine. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, well, that's all right. I want to get through. I, I, look, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Uh, you are and have been described, and I believe you are, a very powerful man oh. uh, in Egypt. Is that is that true? No, I'm not. I'm a very modest man. I'm not a powerful man or anything. I think uh, uh, my work talks about it. Then, uh, but I, before really we talk, I want to tell you something hard. Okay. You remember when you called me last summer and you wanted to uh, put me in your show? Yes, I recall. I told you I cannot do it until we meet. That's right. And therefore, when you came to Egypt, and I took you around. That was very important to me before we can make really this show. Well, yes. Um, let's cover that. Um, I, I, of course, you are very strong. And uh, how old are you, doctor? I am 50, 5 zero. 50. 
You're 50. Well, you ran around the, uh, uh, the, the, the Giza like a little child, and I panted and huffed and puffed and nearly fainted trying to keep up with you. Uh, so, you know, if you're, you're certainly a very strong man. There's no question about that. I've got to say this, Doctor. Um, if there is something at Giza that you did not want me to see. Now, I want to tell the audience, you gave me carte blanche. You uh, signed papers, and you took me around, and you uh, had your people, and you said, uh, go anywhere he wants. That's true. But if there was something there, Doctor, that you did not want me to see, I'm sure that I would not have known where to look. Is that fair? It's fair, of course. So there could be something there that I would have certainly missed. I am sure of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. In Graham Hancock's book, uh, Zahiwas was quoted as saying that the Sphinx is the soul, the soul of Egypt. Dr. Wass is portrayed as a man who uh, derides the Edgar Cayce prophecies regarding the Sphinx. Wouldn't it be in his interest to find nothing that would prove the Egyptians did not build the Sphinx? Oh. Uh, do you mean that... Uh... Maybe something like this would be found? Yes. You know, I, I told you last time when we meet, uh, uh, that, of course, you know, I, I am a person really who have an open mind. I always try to investigate anything. And even if anyone will talk to me about something, I try to look for that. You know, the only objection that, you know, maybe this, uh, fight that happened for the last two years, that I never really respond at all. It's because I thought that try to respond, maybe it's wasting of a time. And what I did for the last three years is working, excavating, trying to reveal the secrets from the sand. And therefore, you know, this time when I decided really to attend this debate after this long fight, yes. I call it really a fight. It was like a war. Like a war, yes. And what's really happening, there is many accusations that they were saying, all of them, against me, which I believe it is not true. Because uh, there, is, there is many things. Uh, okay, when they, they talked even in the last Kemet issue about uh, my relation with the Casey Foundation, which I right. do not deny that, but the only thing, the only thing that my relation with the Casey was that I met Yolin Casey. But I am always saying to people, if you are a scientist, you can come and work in the pyramid. If you are not a scientist, you have to take your idea and go to any university in the United States or a museum and convince them and come and work. When I was in your office uh, at Giza, I asked you about John Anthony West, and you said, by law, John Anthony West is not allowed on Giza. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. Um, have you now come to some terms? I understand that John Anthony West was uh, over there and met with you. Is that true? He came to see me, and I think if you talk to him again, maybe he will tell you what's happened between us. I think he understood now completely my side. You know, I told him, John, I don't really have anything against you personally. I'm not your enemy, as you said once in, in the Internet. He said I'm his real enemy, and he 
said many other things that maybe I cannot say in your show. <laughs> I told him, yes. if you will go to any university and convince them with your theory, come through this university and work. But you as an individual, you know if you open the pyramids, you know, to amateurs and people who don't have degree in archaeology or scientists, you have billions of ideas that everyone will try to prove his theory. And that's not really fair art for the pyramids and this thing. Um, all right. Listen, a terrible, terrible tragedy, a second tragedy, occurred at Luxor. And I have information, Dr. Hawass, that it was really much worse than reported in the press, that there was um, uh, raping and um, uh, atrocities, terrible uh, atrocities committed at Luxor. And I know that all of this has hurt the tourist industry in Egypt. Can you give me some idea of the impact this has had on the tourist industry in Egypt? You know, Art, when this accident happened... Accident? I mean, this massacre, this... Massacre, this yes. thing really was, I call it accident because I do not believe until now that happened. And we Egyptians do not even believe in that this has happened because this has happened once in our history, 3,000 years ago. One king from Dynasty 18, he came and brought young princes and he hanged them on the gates of Thebes in Luxor. But the Egyptians in general, they are not really uh, that type of people who will do such a thing like that. Yes. And this is why the thing that we learned from this massacre really, that the Egyptians, all of them, are against terrorists. Completely. Now. Again, I ask, how much has it hurt the tourist it industry? It hurt a lot. I mean, we used to have 4,000 people to visit the pyramids. Now there are 700. Wow. But the most important thing, that after this accident, we upgraded all the sites. The security were completely upgraded. Yes, I have heard that uh, when you go now to Egypt, you will see men with guns almost everywhere. Especially the sites were protected really scientifically for the first time was really clear that the government now understood that the Egyptians, but you know, from every family in Egypt, there is someone who's working in tourism. Means we lost a lot because of that. Yes. And therefore, the Egyptians, not the government, the Egyptians with the government are trying now to show to the people that this will never happen again. It will never happen again because of what I see now in all the archaeological sites. The security is very tight. Right. Uh, and I guess the security was not very tight uh, for that horrible slaughter to go on over many, many, many hours. It was not because we, no one can believe that something like this can happen. We never believed that. You know, when this, we don't believe that those people who did it, are real Egyptians. Because in general, what I say about the Egyptians, you know, when I ask many people who they visit Egypt, what did you like the most in Egypt? Right. They don't tell me the pyramids or the Sphinx. They say the people. The people. The people are very nice. And they're very helpful. Then if you have six people from 62 million to do that, that was strange. And that was something that we could not believe that happened. And this is why we want to guarantee everyone that this will never happen again. Well, I hope it doesn't. Um, when I was there, 
there was a great deal of construction uh, around the Sphinx, and you were restoring the Sphinx. Yes. Now, it's my understanding that the restoration is complete. In fact, CNN and other networks here in America uh, are reporting and showing photographs of the completed work on the Sphinx. It you know, is for the last month, just one week before I came here, I did not, you know, I'm working every day from 7 in the morning until 10 in the evening. On the morning of the day of the 25th of December, it was the first time that the Sphinx was a smiling. You know when <laughs> this Luxor happened, Masker happened, I said in an interview for the CBS, I said the Sphinx is sad. Yes. The Sphinx is not smiling. I meant by the Sphinx that all of us are Egyptians are very sad because of what's happened. That's why on the day in the morning of the 25th, when, when we took all the scuffling out from the Sphinx, it was a day, it was an important day that now the Sphinx is restored, the Sphinx is safe, the Sphinx is smiling, and in the other, also, we finished Ten tombs to be opened for the first time to the public. Oh. We'll open the third pyramid. Next week, when I go back, our president will come to the Sphinx and announce to the world that we restored the Sphinx. And we'll open also uh, Queens, the, the pyramids of the Queens of Cheops. Wow. But we will close the Great Pyramid for six months. You will close, wait, wait a minute, you will close the Great Pyramid for six months? Yes. I mean, this is the first time, really, I say that. Why Why are you doing that? You know, Art, pyramids need uh, to have relaxed. They need, they need restoration. <laughs> you cannot leave the pyramid that 4,000 people a day will enter inside without doing restoration and doing ventilation and doing things like that. And this is why the Great Pyramid was open for the last six years. And we needed to do some work inside for six months. Then I'm telling the people who are not hiding anything, who are going to announce, and in the same time, we are going to allow the people who will enter to have meditation. We are not going to stop that. We'll, we'll continue that. We'll just stop the visitors. The, the big months. mass, the big mass of visitors, 4,000. Exactly. We'll stop that for six months until we do the restoration and the conservation, but we are going to allow the metaphysical groups who come to the pyramid and they stay two hours to do that. Um, what do you think, uh, honestly, yourself, of these groups? Do you laugh at them? No, 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 at all. You know, I'm a friend of many people of them. I know that. I do not laugh at them at all. I say to the people all the time, look at other Egyptologists. They never really respond to any other theory except the Egyptologists. I'm doing that. I'm, you know, I met Graham Hancock and I met Robert Buffal and we are trying, I think, this coming debate, as people are saying, that the boat will be shaking in May. It is going to be good. This is the first time <laughs> that we are, really, we are going really to meet together. It is said, Doctor, uh, that you at one time said that if Robert Buffal and Graham Hancock showed up at Giza, you would um, behead them and throw them in a pit. Uh, did you say something like that? That's not true. Not true. You know, they come to Giza all the time. And they do films. I give them permissions to do their films. I give them permission to do anything. 
Graham Hancock and Robert Buffal and John West. John West come to the pyramid at least five times a month. Ask right. him. Right. If I did ever try to stop him or doing anything, as a matter of fact, I will tell you something. I was in his side last month for something that I will not reveal now. But I protected him because I feel, you know, I am not this guy who will take advantage of anyone to do anything like that. I'm an archaeologist. You saw me working in the dirt. I yes, had I a did. meeting I did. That, that day with the minister, which I had to wear a suit. But, you know, with my jeans and my hat in the pyramid, I search around every piece of sand. I try to reveal the truth, which is true. I think, I think always that I have a mission in my life. And the mission is to reveal the truth. I never uh, blocked my mind of any idea. All right, well, let's talk about that a little bit. In 1991, Dr. DeBecky, working with the John West team, undertook a series of seismic tests in the vicinity of the Sphinx. In one area, in front of the Sphinx and Valley Temples, his tests showed various tunnels and structures which have recently successfully been uncovered by yourself and your excavation team. Dr. DeBecky's studies also suggested the existence of a rectangular anomaly, possibly man-made, measuring ten, uh, 9 by 12 meters, about 11 meters beneath the paws of the Sphinx. Have you any intention of excavating this area as well in the near future? You know, Art, I was going to leave all of this uh, for you uh, as a moderator and a judge in this debate to talk about, but I will tell you one thing about that. Uh, you know, it's true that they said that, and I have the report. And at Florida State University, as you know, they said that. But in 1977, Stanford Research Institute, they came to Egypt, and they did, they used radar. Yes. And they sit in front of the two poles right. of the Sphinx. Right. And on the right side of the pole of the Sphinx, there yes. is this room. And they asked it to drill that. And they wrote a proposal to the uh, uh, permanent committee in Egypt, which they are the people who are responsible to give permission. It is not me, as everyone is saying. Uh, doctor, if they give permission, can you say no? No, I can't. But I, ha I can explain to them my point of view. I can tell them why I do not agree on this. And we make votes. And, of course, I am one vote. One vote. And with if you, within 30 votes. And is it democratic? In other words, is it majority rules? Or if you vote no, I have heard that usually uh, the answer is going to be no. I am not the head of the committee. I understand that. The head of the committee who should really do that. But I am one member. You know, I am outspoken. I can talk. <laughs> I am not... Uh, I can't hide my feeling in a meeting. I can't... Uh, be a bureaucratic person and just say, yes, sir. I'm not a yes, sir, man. That's right. Well, when Zahi speaks, though, people listen, and usually it goes your way, doesn't it? Uh, but it's not true, Art, really. Not true? My way, but I will tell you why it's my way. So when they, when the, the Florida State University and, uh, uh, and they asked it to drill that, the reason that we refused it in that time is because the, uh, Stanford Research Institute did thrilling in 1977. All right, Doctor, hold on. We are at the bottom of the hour. Take a break, and we'll be right back. My guest is the very powerful Doctor Zahi Hawass.
I'm Art Bell from the high desert. You're listening to Coast to Coast AM. Keep it right where you've got it. Coast AM from the Kingdom of Nye. Now, once again, here's Art Bell. Once again, here I am. My guest is Dr. Zahi Hawass, Director of Antiquities at Giza in Egypt. We'll get right back to him. Uh, Dr. Zahi Hawass. Dr. Hawass, um, in 1997, Dr. Shore's expedition used a radar at the bottom of the well under the causeway, the one that I got to explore on my recent trip. The results seem to indicate that there is no box under the black granite sarcophagus lid, but the radar did indicate a possible tunnel two to three meters below the lid. They think that there is a tunnel down there which might connect the second pyramid with a room or rooms under the sphinx. Since the soil has already been disturbed in that area, why have they not been allowed to excavate? Uh, I first would like to congratulate you because you have, what kind of, uh, what's your source? You always really have uh, <laughs> good, strong information. Yes. And I'm really have to, uh, can you reveal your source or uh, this is confidential? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I better not. Okay. <laughs> now, I will tell you exactly that I believe uh, in this coming May, in this debate, I believe it will be a time that three important things is going to be investigated. And uh, these three places, I believe it is the places that everyone wonder about. And those are the three places that you do not see. The first place is the Sphinx. That on the north side of the Sphinx, there is a tunnel that was opened in 1926. Yes, sir. And this tunnel uh, was, we would like to reopen it again because we'd like, this is cutting exactly the middle of the Sphinx. And I believe when we open it, we can really understand exactly what's underneath the Sphinx. I saw some video of you standing right at that opening, saying that, yes, you were going to uh, open it and investigate. No, that is another uh, tunnel that we opened this tunnel uh, uh, about, I believe, about nine years ago. And that tunnel is located on the tail of the Sphinx and goes inside the butt of the Sphinx right. about 45 feet. Right. You remember I showed this to you. I do, yes. But the other tunnel that we will open... Uh, is the tunnel that's located in the middle of the Sphinx, in the north side of the Sphinx. The second important thing is this door or a stone that has been found by Gunton Brink inside the pyramid. Right. With two copper handles. We are in the process now uh, of trying to find out what is behind this 
stone or restore. Exactly. Uh, what do you hope to find? Will uh, You are going to attempt then to breach the door found by uh, Gantenbrink. Yes. What, what do you imagine you might find? You know, I, I really do not, I cannot really answer this question until we'll take the photograph to see what's behind this door. And I hope that in this coming May, in the cruise, I could have in my hand the information to tell everyone about that. Because I, I really believe that, you know, when Daniel Brinkley came to see me in Egypt, yes. and I met him for the first time, and I said, Daniel, what do you want to see here? Yes. And he said, I want to see this and this and this. Then I said, Daniel, take this permission and go without me and see anything that you want in the pyramid. What I want to, to say from, and Daniel came after that and said, Zahi, I want you to meet the people who talk about you. You have to face them. I said, Daniel, I am not ready. There is always a time I feel in a way that I talk to myself and I know when exactly I can talk to people or when I cannot talk. And I said, Daniel, no, I will never debate with uh, Robert Kofal or Graham Hancock or John West. There is no way I will do that. Why are you doing that now? I really do not know. I <laughs> said one thing when I talked to Daniel last time when I was here in summer. I said, Daniel, I think I believe that the people who are listening to us now are the people who listened to your show for the last two years. Yes. And they think that I'm the bad guy. I think there's a time that they should see this bad guy talks to them <laughs> and tell them the truth, whatever there is something or whatever there is nothing there. Dr. Owas, do you think you have a bad temper? Sometimes I do. Sometimes you do, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do, and this is why I believe if the boat uh, is shaking, I sit uh, in a lecture uh, about two weeks ago in Japan. I, then they said, what's going to happen in this cruise? I said, I hope that Art Bell, the moderator, will be able to control that no one can be thrown in the water. In the water. I hope that doesn't happen too. I, we, we really depend on you that, you know, my timber sometimes goes, when I hear, you know, when I hear some people accusing me of many things, like hiding evidence, how can I hide? Important evidence that I discovered. Well, you could, though. I, I mean, could, you could. I, it's, 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 you, I told you. But it's like me, doctor. Uh, I went over there, and yes, you let me go anywhere, but I would not know where to go. Daniel Brinkley would not know where to go if there was something you discovered that you wanted to keep secret. No, so, I, you know, I'll tell you. When I discover something, Art, I do not announce it the first minute. I have to wait until I discuss it very well, until I photograph it well, until I see what is it. Yes. The difference between me and Indiana Jones, that Indiana Jones go in a tunnel quickly. No, I clean the tunnel step by step. I take a photograph of that tunnel, I draw the tunnel, and I see it to the end. So you don't go barging in like Indiana Jones. Exactly. Right? All right, on camera again, uh, you explained that you wanted to excavate this passage further and explore where it might lead. Considering this statement, one would assume that the only thing preventing you from digging now might be your own government. So the $64,000 question is, who's stopping you from digging? An Egyptian official, President Mubarak, uh, perhaps himself? No, 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 no one, no one really stopped us from digging anything. It's in a time that we did not 
do anything around the Sphinx because the Sphinx was sick. You know, the Sphinx is the symbol of the world. The Sphinx is the symbol of, of for everyone. And therefore, I'm the person who is supposed to take care of it. That I do not waste my time, you know, to open something. There is a time to open it. The Sphinx will never go away from its place. It is there. Yes. But what's important, Art, is to keep it safe. And therefore, for the last 10 years, I was so busy in trying to make the Sphinx uh, in a good shape. We finished it now. You have done that. It's beautiful. No one can stop me on working in anything at the Giza Plateau. I'm the director of the site. I have the right by the law to excavate anything in any time, in any place. All right. Uh, you have said the idea of a hall of records under the Sphinx is so much, quote, new age fantasy, end quote. Further, you have publicly discounted the work of John Anthony West, um, uh, DeBecky, Baval, Hancock. So the question is this. You've told us what you believe. The Sphinx is an ancient wonder facing the sun, a monument carved during the time of Sephirin. It's antiquity's voice in stone, but nothing more. There are no chambers beneath, beneath the Sphinx, uh, the paws of the Sphinx. There are no buried records from the people of Atlantis. And I know that's a, a word that usually gets you going. Uh, but what if you're wrong? Is it possible? Fine. If I'm wrong, fine. You know, I'm telling everyone. I am right until this moment, until you prove to me that I'm wrong. Then what I am trying, I told you the reason that we did not drill in front of the Sphinx pole is because of two reasons. Number one, that Stanford Research Institute did the same drilling in the same location in 1977. And number two, it, you have to prove to me 100% that there is something there. You cannot just, I told you, when the radar will show something, it could be the anomaly, could be a natural crack. It could be a room. Then that area especially, it was investigated before. Then I told the people many times, I do not want to drill a hole for the sake of a Fox TV movie or a film. Yes. I want to drill a hole for the sake of science, That's for science. the sake to find something really accurate. Then I do not mind if anything of Atlantis has been found. Then I'm not against it. I'm against the accusation of people that they say I'm hiding it now. You know, I saw in the internet last week, uh, someone, Larry Hunter came to Egypt and he put in the internet that I am discovering something in the Great Pyramid and trying to hide this. Well, uh, people will be naturally suspicious. You have just told us you are going to close the Great Pyramid to the public. Well, this is why I'm, I'm saying the reason are for the sake of the Great Pyramid, but if anyone will come to Egypt and he has suspicious, he wants to enter inside, I will give him permission. All right. I am uh, telling you this. At, on the, air. at the top, Doctor, of the, uh, of the Great Pyramid, as you know, there is a very small entrance, and there are, uh, I believe, five chambers uh, up above the, um, uh, the main chamber. And you have been doing some excavating and digging there. If you close the Great Pyramid, are you going to be doing excavation in those areas? No. 
You know, I when I did a, 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 a TV debate with West and Bofal and Hancock uh, from Italy uh, last summer, they said that the inscriptions in these five rooms are uh, modern, written by us or by people who entered in these rooms in the last century. Then what I did, I entered and I excavated those rooms. I tried to find the truth. Then we cleaned the five rooms. I took the stones away and we throw the stones down. And I recorded by myself every inscription in every room. I have the slides of that. Then in the cruise, I will show you art in front of you. Every room of what's inside the room by a video and by slides. I found only inscriptions inside the five rooms. I did not find anything. I excavated completely the five rooms. But stones were falling down from the five rooms. Yes. Therefore, they took one stone and they began to say that we found something. They should come to ask me. I met Larry Hunter. I said, Larry, I did not find anything. We are cleaning the five rooms. There were many bags full of stones uh, exactly. that, that people took uh, photographs of. I have yes. those, those photographs. What's wrong with that? The five rooms was full of stones. Then I cleaned them. Then we were able to, under, to, to, to draw the inscriptions inside the five rooms. And therefore, we had to clean them. If you clean them, you have to take the stones down. Then the workmen were transporting the stones out of the pyramid. But anyone wanted to try to, I mean, for the last months, many people entered. I gave them permission. I said, go and look and see. I have, doctor, one of those stones uh, that somebody gave me. And... You know, this is illegal. You know, they are not supposed to take stones from the pyramid. Yes, I understand. Nevertheless, okay. uh, somebody did give me one, and I performed a very interesting experiment with it. Um, if you take this stone, which came from deep inside these rooms, and you hold it adjacent to a radium dial watch, it causes the watch to glow. Have you any idea why that might be? I don't know. I was holding stones like this in my hand. Maybe I'm untouchable. Maybe the stones doesn't do anything with me. I know. I, you know, I don't really believe in this pyramid power at all. You know, I, I, you know, when I heard it the first time, uh, 15 years ago, Art, I bought a pound of meat and I put half of it inside the Great Pyramid. And I put the other half inside my office. And after a couple of days, I saw the meat inside the Great Pyramid were more damaged than the meat inside my office. Well, uh, it, we're it depends, it depends really on the person. If you have a stone in your hand, it comes from the Great Pyramid. Maybe it touched your heart. But well, maybe it did not touch my heart because I'm inside the pyramid every day. <laughs> well, I did, of course, get to lie in the sarcophagus. And there is something very, very strange about lying there, Doctor. There's no question about that. Uh, there is a strange resonance in that room. And I know they have done a lot of sound experiments and found that um, roughly um, F-sharp is the frequency uh, in that room. What do you know about that? You know, I, I really I cannot say anything about that. But I, you know, people who enter inside the pyramid, there is always, you know, the structure is very impressive. The, the building style, the structure, the technique. And then, therefore, when you enter inside this room and you are completely isolated from the world, you can feel many things. It can happen. And it happened to many people who tell me. 
I myself, when I enter inside, I feel I'm entering inside the most sacred place in the world. And this is why I have to respect this place. And I have to work scientifically and honestly. The most important thing is honesty. And that's what I'm doing at Giza for the last 10 years. is to try to excavate around the sand and reveal the secrets and to tell the people about it. There uh, is a big bureaucracy beyond you in the council and, uh, and politically uh, up above you. Have you felt any pressure, uh, political pressure? No way. No way. I told you. I told you that everything really goes through science. Therefore, I will tell you something. Take this data that you told me and give it to any respected remote sensing place in United States and tell them to give us a reading, to send it to the committee, to, to convince us that we are wrong. Then we need really a second or a third opinion between our committee and the data that you, that you are telling me now. Then I am suggesting now to you and you tell everyone that they should take this data to a remote sensing uh, scientific institution in the United States to, to give us a reading and to tell us exactly. Maybe you are wrong. Maybe they are wrong. All right. Uh, let me tell you what the bad rap on you is, and you can respond to that. Uh, you talk a lot about wanting universities uh, and um, academic um, um, uh, you know, experts um, over there before you're going to allow anybody to drill or excavate. And I understand that. But it is said that over the years, you have allowed various institutions uh, uh, to Giza uh, do the work, uh, radar, um, ground penetrating radar, and all the rest of it. And when they find something, that is the point where you um, kick them out of Giza and then proceed to excavate yourself. That's what people say. That, that's really not true. I did not do that at all. What has happened? That when we allowed John West to do that, uh, then the reason that John West expedition was suspended is because the expedition was not affiliated with an institution. Mm -hmm. But when, when, uh, uh, Florida State University told us that there are three places that they should find out, which is the Sphinx area and the subsidiary pyramid of Queens near the pyramid of Khufu. Mm -hmm. Those are the two places that they told us there is something there. You cannot really, I, I, why, I, if I will do the excavation, I will tell them, or I will do it on their behalf. But first of all, you cannot excavate in front of the Sphinx because this area has been excavated before. The area of the Queen Pyramid that the radar showed, a tunnel existed there, I, we found it's a solid rock. You cannot excavate in the solid rock. Um, doctor, do you know how the pyramids were built? We, we do. I mean, this is what we will tell the people, of course, and when you are there, we do for the first time discover around the pyramid evidence to show how the pyramid was built. You know, you remember, Art, when I, when you, we left our office and we, 
you saw the people restoring the tombs? Yes. And you saw how they cut the stones? Yes. And how they moved the stones? Yes, it was amazing. And that's exactly what the ancient Egyptians did. But we discovered, uh, in my excavations, on the south of the Great Pyramid, I found uh, uh, evidence of the ram that the Egyptians used to transport the stones. And that is very important discovery. And it's existed just on the south west corner, south west of the Great Pyramid. Well, nobody understands how these stones could have been lifted at the higher points of the pyramid. Nobody. Do you? Well, of course. All the stones were taken to the plateau. And I am telling you that I, until now, there was a French movie that they did last summer in the pyramid. And I, we showed them, my workmen, showed how they were how they were cutting the stones, transporting the stones on a sledges. And this was about 240 feet, the quarry, located 240 feet away from the base of the pyramid. And we found other, other, other evidence that I will show you on the slide in the debate on the cruise uh, about, we discovered things about how they made the base, how they cut the base. You also, uh, doctor, found the tombs of the people who built the pyramids, didn't yes. you? Are you able to talk about that? Yes, of course. This is really is a very important discovery. I, uh, yes, it is. I, I agree with you. Doctor, hold on. You've got a good break here. Uh, we'll get back to you in a moment. Dr. Zahi Awas, the Director of Antiquities at Giza in Egypt, is my guest. A rare opportunity. We'll tell you about the cruise and how you can be part of that if you want. Gosh, I hope we don't throw anybody in the water. This is Coast to Coast AM. Talk with Art Bell in the Kingdom of Nye. From east of the Rockies, dial 1-800-825-5033. West of the Rockies, including Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico, 1-800-618-8255. First-time callers may reach Art at area code 702-727-1222. And you may call Art on the wildcard line at area code 702-727-1295. To reach Art from outside the U.S., first dial your access number to the U.S. Then, 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM from the Kingdom of Nye with Art Bell. All right. Once again, here I am. Not in great shape. I'm not going to kid you. I'm sort of a, a, a ball of snot. Uh, the flu has come back on me big time, running about 102 and uh, sweat is just pouring off me, but I am bound and determined to complete this interview. I have with me Dr. Zahi Awas, who is the Director of Antiquities at Giza in Egypt. He is a very powerful kind of wild man. We are going to be going on a cruise, which is really going to be a debate, in May. It's going to be, uh, let me see, May 10th through the 17th. 
Now, this cruise is going to go to some of the most beautiful places you've ever seen in your whole life in Alaska. Uh, you will see things that will remain with you for the rest of your life. And I'm not kidding about that. You will see, you will see ice fields. Uh, you will see things that um, simply will remain with you for the rest of your life. However, on this cruise will be Dr. Zahiawas, the man I've got on the line now, Daniel Brinkley, Graham Hancock, Robert Bavall, Dr. Ed Krupp, and I will moderate all this trying to see that somebody does not get tossed into the sea as Dr. Hawass suggested. Um, and so if you would like to come along on this cruise, you are still welcome to do it. I want to remind you that only those of you who book through Visions Travel are going to have the opportunity to attend the very important functions, the very important debates that are going to occur uh, in the course of this cruise. Now, I'll give you the numbers. And you can call between 9 in the morning and 6 in the evening, Pacific time. The number is 1-800-888-5509. You can call uh, tomorrow beginning at 9 o'clock, 1-800-888-5509. If you're in California, you must call area code 310-568-0138. That's 310-568-0138. 0138. It should be truly the experience of a lifetime. In a moment, we'll get back to Dr. Hawass. If you have ever wondered who's out there standing in the shadows, what animal might be in that tree, if you've ever wondered what goes on in the dark when you can't see, then night vision is for you. It's the AMT Model 2 night vision spotting scope it is the world's most advanced first-generation night vision spotting scope, period. It uses a tube, a Russian tube. It is assembled here in America. It is serviced here in America near San Francisco. It has a built-in adjustable infrared illuminator, which nobody can see but you. In other words, if you're in total darkness, you turn this on, and let me tell you, it turns night into day. It's got a 90-millimeter, three-power F1.2 lens, and it is high-quality ground glass, not plastic. Believe me, we have investigated all this very carefully. It is the American ATN Corporation. It comes with a two-year warranty, and there is no question about it. For night vision, finally available to civilians in this country, this is the best way to go. It's $349.95. Uh, three forty-nine. 95. If you want one, they are very limited uh, in stock. The number to call in the morning at 7.30 a.m. is 1-800-522-8863. That's 1-800-522-8863. The Sea Crane Company. 53572. All right. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Dr. Hawass a question. Uh, so if you uh, would like to call now, uh, it would be uh, good timing. Back now to Dr. Zayawas. Uh, doctor? Yes. Uh, doctor, has there ever been anything discovered at Giza that does not fit with the four or 5,000 years of Egypt history uh, 
as you and your colleagues know it. In other words, anything that would uh, prove or show that anything there is older than four or 5,000 years. You know, Art, really until this moment, for the last 10 years, since I came from University of Pennsylvania in 1987, almost excavating everywhere, and I'm starting again my excavation in February 1st, I did not find until this moment no one single piece of evidence to prove the existence of any pre-civilization than what we know. Until this moment of the day. And what, what uh, at this moment? Have what, you... what I'm saying that maybe in the future anything can be discovered. But until this moment, all the excavation that I did at Giza that does not show any evidence of anything that proves anything about Atlantis. Not one, I remember when I was there, you said not one grain of sand, not one anything has ever been shown that would prove uh, anything about Atlantis, period. Nothing. That's right, huh? Nothing. All right, Doctor, I've got a very hard question for you now. I have private information that in the last week, I repeat, the last week while you have been gone, there has been an excavation from the area of the three great uh, pyramids under the water table uh, toward the Sphinx. Do you know anything about that? Yes, we... we there is no one can really excavate when I, I'm away. I mean, this excavation is a kind of a bland type work. Oh? We, we, then what we did in the last month, we did clean shafts in the plateau. Clean them. And one of the shafts exists underneath the causeway of Kefren. And we, what is there is just sarcophagus, and we cleaned the 100 feet down... And nothing really has been found there. Nothing. So you knew this was going on? Yes, of course. That's not any hidden uh, excavations or anything like that. Um, all right. Uh, I, was, uh, I was surprised. I thought that uh, might surprise you. No. No, first, huh? First of all, I mean, why they will do such a thing like that when I'm away for a week? That's really uh, not true. But we cleaned this shaft. There is a water down there, about four meters down. Yes. And there is a lid of sarcophagus, and we took it out. And there is nothing underneath that sarcophagus. Nothing. Nothing. And we will try in the future to take this water out and drain the water. And we hope to, to see if anything there, of course, we will announce it and tell the people about it. All right. Um... I would like to turn you over. I, I do have one other question, uh, and then I would like to turn you over to some callers. There are many people, Doctor, who believe that the NASA program here in America, the space program, and uh, nearly everything they do, the launches, the timing of the launches, uh, this is from Richard C. Hoagland, uh, is driven by things that have been found at Giza, and that there have been officials from NASA at Giza. Can you tell us anything about that? Really, Art, that is not true. I never met any official from NASA at Giza. Never? Never. I only meet archaeologists 
And I think they're accusing uh, also uh, my friend in Boston, Farouk Al-Baz, mm-hmm. who's a geologist who's working at the remote sensing at Boston University. And Farouk Al-Baz is a, a respected scholar in his field, and he did not work at Giza. And, and that thing that I hear all the time, it is not really true. I hope that they will give me evidence about anything like that. And I will tell you right away. All right. I never met anyone from NASA, and we don't have any cooperation with NASA through archaeology. Nothing. No connection. No connection at all. Hmm. All right. Um, first time caller line, you're on the air with Dr. Zahi Awas. Hello. Hello there. Oh, hello. Yes, you're on the I air, I didn't realize dear. I was on. Yeah, turn your radio off. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, thank go you. Ahead. Um, first of all, I would like to say hello to Dr. Hawass and to thank him very much. Hi, Mary. Hi, Dr. Hawass. How are For you? Not, well, I'm very much fine. And I'm, are you in the United States? I'm so glad to find out that you're here and everything is fine. I was attending a conference at Loyola University here in, uh, in, uh, California and I'm going to lecture at the Smithsonian next week. Oh, well, that, well, this sounds amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you, first of all, one question that doesn't really have to do with Sphinxgate, but something else that came up while I was in Egypt. First of all, are you coming to the debate or not? I would love to come to the debate if it's possible, and I am available in this country, I will. But as you know, I go back and forth to Egypt so much that I may not be able to and, make the debate. And Mary, you were in Luxor. I was in Luxor immediately after the... Uh, incident, and I did want to say just to corroborate what Dr. Hua said earlier that it is very safe there. The people have opened their hearts. It is just a lot of healing and a lot of very good energy right now there. Um, even though there's not many tourists, as a person who has lived in Egypt and worked there, it's probably one of the um, best times for being there that I have had in all of the seven years that I've been traveling. Egypt. So, Mary, are you crying? I was just so emotional thinking about oh. what was going on. You know, I'm, I was telling Art, really, we hope that everyone will come back to Egypt again. And we hope to see them, the Americans, coming back and go to Luxor and see that this really is something rare. It is not something that can be repeated again. No, it can't be, and it's true. There, there is security everywhere. It's very safe. Um, I spent three weeks there, up right up until Christmas, and um, it. I, I walked alone through the Valley of the Kings. I stayed on the West Bank. I mean, it was totally safe. And if anyone, I, I presume also very empty. Um, it was empty, but, but people have started to come back again. And there, in fact, there was a, um, a beautiful Christmas celebration over at. Uh, on the West Bank for Christmas, and people are starting to come back. It, it, as Dr. Hua said earlier, the difference between 4,000 and 700 in the Great Pyramid is very obvious. So the difference between hotels being packed full for the opera and having maybe, you know, 20% capacity for Christmas, it, it's glaringly obvious that tourism is down. But as far as being safe there, um, I usually travel alone or with small groups, and I had no problem there right after so um and if anyone they can call me at my home and i can tell them that i'm perfectly uh okay with being there and recommending it to to people as well um the thing i did want to ask you dr zahi was that when i was in egypt i read an article in egypt today the december issue and they talked about um there's a an american egyptian production company that wants to put on 
uh, musical concerts at the Sphinx in 98 and 99, and in particular, uh, rock music concerts. Is there any, and in the article you did say that that would probably not happen. Yeah, you know, Mary, I still, it's like what's happening, uh, between me and, uh, this fight. It's like, it's going another fight to happen. You know, I feel the pyramid should have dignity and respect. We cannot have, uh, the sting on the pyramid. And we have 20,000 young people coming and dancing in front of the Great Pyramid. This will kill me. The pyramid has to have dignity and power and magic. And therefore, I believe that we should have respected the type of, for year 2000, for the millennium, we should have someone like uh, a, a famous soprano. We, ha we should have, you know, a singer with, like, you know, maybe Whitney... Uh, Whitney Davis, Whitney Houston, you know, something with romantic, with love to be shown in front of the pyramid, with respected people coming all over the world, and we are really planning even to put a capstone made of gold up the Great Pyramid. So you don't, you don't want, uh, uh, Doctor, you don't want um, anything uh, without class there is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. And uh, that is my objection, Mary, about this guy who wants to bring... Uh, uh, singers, famous singers, the Sting and, you know, maybe Michael Jackson and things like that. Can you believe the pyramid would have things like this? Uh, no. Do, do you see any connection between Giza and the Millennium? The Millennium is coming fast now. Uh, so you want some events at Giza? That's exactly what we are planning to do. We are planning to do what each Egyptian did. When the Egyptian built the pyramid, they put above the pyramid the capstone, and they cased it with gold. When they put the capstone, means the pyramid is finished. Everyone has to dance and sing, because the national project of the whole nation is finished. And that's exactly what we are going to do for the millennium, is to have two top events happening, satellite from Giza to the people all over the world, to tell the people that the Egyptians are very peaceful people, we are a people of peace, and also, we would like them to come back. We would like them to see the pyramid, and to enjoy the discoveries that we make around the pyramid. Exactly. How long will the Great Pyramid be lost, uh, uh, closed? Uh, about six months. About, but, that's but a long remember, time. Art, I'm telling you, we do not want to have any rumors. Anyone who would like to enter the pyramid will give him the permission. We are closing the pyramid because we have... I have a system to open two pyramids only and close one. It's a rotation. It's for the safe of the pyramid. Is there, is there, doctor, is there damage being done uh, by so many people going in there every day, just the uh, breath, uh, the, the breath of the people? Humidity is 95%. Cracks inside the Great Pyramid, over 300 areas suffering from cracks. Yes. We need to restore them. We cannot restore them during the... the, uh, the I thought this is a, a good opportunity, maybe because there is number of people are less, then it's a time to close it. But I'm telling you, for the new age group, they are welcome. All of them will enter inside the pyramid. And I hope, I hope that we can make this debate again in Egypt next year and bring everyone to see all of this in action, to see really what we are doing. You know, I want, I want to stop this rumor. I want the people 
not to see me as the bad guy, but to see that I'm the guy who's protecting. This pyramid is not my pyramid. It is the pyramid of you and everyone. The pyramids, the Sphinx, Doctor, um, there are two ways of looking at it. They are, of course, um, Egyptian national property. Uh, but other people say they belong to the world as well. I believe they belong to the world. You do? Of course. We are just guardians to this monument. But everyone has a piece of it. It's a part of the whole world. All right. Um, Wildcard Line, you're on the air with Dr. Zahi Was. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Where are you? I am oh, I'm in San Diego. This is Jason from San Diego. Yes. Always a pleasure, Art. And um, Dr. Hawass, I must say, in a very serious note, this is an honor to speak with you. Thank you very much. Um, I, You know, modern technology, this is great. I, I follow this very carefully, and I'm going to read a quick little thing. I've got, I've got two quick points to make. Uh, here's the first one. If NASA really does have a Sikh in interest in the monuments of Mars, it would be expected that such an interest would also have manifested here on Earth, in particular the Sphinx and Giza in Egypt. Now, before I even say anything further... I respect your opinion either way, regardless as to whether you agree with me, because we are both on different terms, and anything you say is still very respectful. I well, let's, add, let's just ask him, Doctor. Do you uh, think there is any connection between the monuments of Mars and what is at Giza? No, at all. You know, I, I believe in science. I believe on evidence. Just give me one single evidence, and I would believe in it. Bam, right there. And the two, the two things I'm in with are, well, in early March, Mars Global Surveyor, Mark Collado has already pointed out, will have a perfect imaging opportunity. Yes. Greg Molinar, I'm, I'm not sure, but I know Vincent DiPietro has said, here, NASA, we've said an eyeball and teeth are here. Show it, prove it. You have proof of scientifically saying we have found components to say, ah, it's artificial. And on that, uh, you know, you guys were just talking about your little, the, the narrow shaft in the, in the, uh, pyramid and, trying to find it, SPAR Aerospace, which uh, builds hydraulic arms and is used by NASA space shuttles. I'm not sure if anything ever did take flight with the gentleman leading that, but I would love to hear Dr. Hawass comment more on that. I didn't quite catch uh, if anything had ever been done on that 8-inch by 8-inch 200 shaft, and if he has anything else to say about Sidonian, just his general feelings, and I'll leave with that. Thank right. you, gentlemen, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Doctor, uh, again, you, you think there is no connection uh, with Cydonia? No, because there is no evidence that I see. You know, I would like anyone to show me what has been found in Mars. There was no magic about how the pyramids were built. You know how they were built, right? Of course. <laughs> All right, Doctor, um, hold no, on. I, I would like to say about this shaft that we are going, uh, I hope, before May, we are going to do it, and you know, there is new techniques has been found now, that in five minutes you can find, you can take a photograph of what's behind this door. Oh, yes, I know. Doctor, hold on. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Dr. Zahi Was is my guest. This is Coast to Coast AM.
up with Art Bell in the Kingdom of Nye. From east of the Rockies, dial 1-800-825-5033. 1-800-825-5033. West of the Rockies, including Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico. 1-800-618-8255. 1-800-618-8255. Now again, here's Art Bell. Once again, here I am. My guest is uh, the Honorable Dr. Zahi Hawass. We're going on a cruise, as you well know, or should know, in May, May 10th through the 17th, uh, to Alaska, to one of the most beautiful places in the world. During the course of this cruise, there's going to be a debate with Dr. Hawass, Daniel Brinkley, Graham Hancock, Robert Boval, Dr. Ed Krupp, and myself trying to moderate all this. If you'd like to come along with us... Uh, the only way to do this uh, is to call one of the numbers I'm going to give you. Visions Travel is putting this together. And if you book with anybody else other than Visions, you will not get to attend these very, very controversial functions. Boy, is it going to be something. So the national number is 1-800-888-5509. That's 1-800-888-5509. In California, you'll have to call area code 310-568-0138. That's area code 310-568-0138. Back to Dr. Hawass in a moment. I've been, once again, Dr. Zahi Hawass. Doctor? Yes, um, hello. uh, Let me ask you how deep the Stanford people drilled in 1978. They went down something like six to seven meters down. On the solid rock. Uh-huh. In Virginia Beach this last summer, you were asked how deep they drilled, and you replied publicly they went down about four meters. Yes. No, they, I, 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 but I, I think, uh, I'm not sure exactly, but it's something like that. You know, I, if I said four from five, I can tell you the exact date when I see you in May, the exact uh, All right. uh, drilling, exactly. Dr. DeBecky wants to go down 12 meters. 12 meters. Yes, 12 meters. Um, so uh, we should ask you um, uh, why not, uh, uh, whether or not uh, his ex- excavations in front of the Valley Temple in any way proved the potential value of the radar they used. And again, why can we not dig in the already dug well? Sure, you know, I, you know, I, I told you the reason I, I believe when the committee discussed it, I told you it wasn't a time also that we were not really uh, going to do anything uh, away from what we are doing, restoring the things. Then maybe since the restoration is finished, maybe the opportunity can be there. Why was Dr. Shore's permit canceled? No, his permit is not canceled at all. It is not canceled? No, he is his request of drilling and not Dr. Shore. We have to distinguish between Florida State University and an individual. Joshua just funded Florida State University expedition. Then we are working with Florida State University, not with Dr. Shore. Therefore, Florida State University, only the request of the drilling is rejected. But therefore, they can still continue the uh, uh, underground map for the radar to the whole plateau, and also at the same time, they could drill around the Queen's Pyramid. I think there's the committee, I don't think 
that there is no reason for the committee to stop the drilling on this area there, at least to prove if the radar is right or not. Okay. Um, this is a very hard question, and I'm not sure whether I should ask it or not, but I, I will. Do. Um, there have been persistent rumors, uh, Doctor. I am told, uh, in fact, uh, a recent uh, article in a Cairo newspaper suggesting that Princess Diana was deliberately killed by British government agents because of her impending marriage to a prominent Egyptian family that is held in great disfavor by the British crown. There have even been suggestions she was killed because she was pregnant. In view of your recent meetings uh, with the late princess, what is your opinion about this tragic incident? You know, I don't think really that she's killed at all or she was intended to be killed by anyone. I think this is just an accident happened. And I, it's a tragedy, of course, because the lady was uh, so wonderful, and uh, the Egyptian gentleman also uh, was a very nice guy. I think they were in love. Then because of the attack from the reporters to them, the accident happened. But I don't think that there is any killing involved in that at all. All right, Doctor. Uh, wild Card Line, you're on the air with Dr. Zahi Was. Where are you, please? Oh, uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, KHVH. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is Howard. Um, uh, Dr. Hawass, uh, are you aware that, uh, that uh, I have three uh, general points. Are you aware that George Bush and Barbara Bush will be at the Pyramids of Egypt December 31st, 1999? And then this was uh, reported uh, in 1989 in the uh, Arizona Daily Star. Do you know if she's going to be there? I met the whole family. Two months ago, the whole family of, Briz of uh, uh, Mr. Bush, they came, uh, Barbara Bush and uh, her daughters and uh, the wives and the sons, all of them. And I have really a beautiful photograph with them. Yeah. But I don't know about the 1999, but it could happen. And we'll oh, be well, happy to get them there. They made arrangements about 10 years ago to be there. And then, so it's going to be a very big event. Yeah. Of course. And then, uh, uh, then are, are you aware... That uh, there was an A&E program that, uh, like, oh, there's a professor that says that there was pre-Columbian oceanic voyages by the Egyptians, and uh, they were able to get uh, herbs from uh, Latin America. And then there was a German toxologist uh, and, uh, and a, also a Manchester Museum Egyptologist that confirmed that there was, uh, they uh, looked into the hair of these mummies in uh, Venice and different parts of Europe, and then they found that there was uh, cocaine, Ashish and tobacco in them. Mm. Hmm. Are you aware of that? No, I. We did a conference five years ago in Denver, Colorado, with other scholars from uh, South America and Mexico to prove any connection. But we did not really find any connection between the Egyptian and those people. But this idea that you are telling me, I never heard of it. This is the first time that I hear about it. You have never recovered from any of the uh, pyramids, have you? Any bodies. Oh, from the pyramids. There's yes. only from the third pyramid. There is uh, remains of the mummy of Benkawara has been found in the last century and it was departed with the coffin to England and it was drowned by the seashore of Spain. Doctor, I was at the tomb uh, or the tombs of the uh, people who built the pyramid. I thought it was a most amazing place to be. Um... I wasn't supposed to take photographs there, but I did take one. I got one. And the hieroglyphics there are the most clear and new and unusual. What have you discovered at the tombs of the workers? 
you know, we discovered many interesting things. You know, the most interesting is really the bones, the skeletons that we make a study on that bone. And the evidence that we found, that first of all, that they were, they were Egyptians, all these people, and we are doing some work now with uh, Florida, for, with Hawaii uh, State University, uh, to, to also do some, uh, uh, some about the genetic and to prove more about who were the, the builder of the pyramids. Genetic uh, studies? Yes. Oh. It's going to be done by, the, uh, by, the, by Hawaii State University in Honolulu. And we sent uh, pieces from these bones last week. When do you think all of this information will generally be released to the world? I mean, part of it should be, uh, I should have uh, some of it in the cruise, of course. I will tell all the data that we have and all the information. I will tell the people about all of that. Doctor, if we, ha if we wanted to, could we build another Great Pyramid today? No. You know why? No, I don't. Because the Egyptian, this, what's important, that the pyramids built Egypt, and the pyramid was the national project of the whole nation, and the pyramids were built because of religious purpose. You do not have this now, Art. You do not have, you know, you can build a church because yes. you are Christian, but you cannot build the pyramid because you do not believe in the pyramid. And that is the point. There are people, Doctor, who think that the pyramid is a gate, a stargate of some kind. You know, this is, this is good for movies, Art. <laughs> but it's not really, when you come back to reality, that's not true. Okay. Um, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Dr. Zahiwas. Where are you, please? Yeah, good morning, Art. The name is Mark, Kansas City. Kansas City, all right. Yes. And a question for the good doctor. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'd like to know if the pyramids over the period of time since they've been built, if you've noticed any settling in them at all, uh, corresponding with ground level. That's all I had at this time. All right. Uh, have they settled? In other words, have they, um, a much, uh, as uh, when you get a new house and it rains, why the house will settle, uh, have the pyramids done all the settling they're going to do, or is it still going on? What do you mean by settling? Well, in other words, moving or shifting a little no, bit. No, 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 no. You know, the plateau is 100 feet above the level of the water. And that's the reason when the Egyptians pick up a site, they pick up a site full of limestone to build the pyramid. And therefore, they level the site completely before building the pyramid. They, and they, when they make the base of the pyramid, they cut on the solid rock. And the base become a part of the solid rock. Uh, doctor, when you stand, uh, many people don't know this because when they see photographs of the pyramids, they only see the pyramids. But if you turn around in the other direction, uh, you see nothing but Cairo, every place. Yes. And usually hanging over Cairo, like many major cities, there is an awful lot of dirty, uh, polluted air. Uh, this air, many times, must reach uh, Giza. Is it doing damage? It does. And, and this is why next year we are making, an, uh, we are finishing the whole project of the conservation of the whole plateau. We'll stop cars going up the plateau. We are moving the camel and horse driver to the desert. They will not wander anymore around the pyramids. And that really is a part of saving the pyramids from the surroundings. And we hope, really, to finish it by next year. 
Is anybody going to take control of those people who give camel rides? Because they get you up on a camel, and you're way high up in the air, and then they don't let you down until you pay them. This is exactly what's going to happen in two months from now. <laughs> we are moving all of them in a controlled area that every tourist will ride a camel and a horse. The police, the tourist police will know the number, and it will be following one route, and therefore... Nothing like, like this is going to happen again. I see. Um, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Dr. Zahia Was. Hello. Uh, hi, Art. Uh, this is Hank. I'm calling you from uh, Summer Oaks, California. I'm yes, really sir. listening to you on San Diego yes, sir. radio. I had one question and an apology, but uh, the question was, uh, I saw a documentary where a little German robot went up a shaft. Yes. And it went up to a little doorway. Yes. And I... There was never an answer as to what's behind the doorway or what the shaft was. Is there any information uh, that is known now that's further about what's up in that shaft or the purpose of that shaft? Doctor? You know, that shaft is, uh, they call it wrongly, the air shaft. And there, it was cut from the so-called uh, uh, queen chamber that was left unfinished. And therefore, in my opinion, this shaft was left unfinished. I believe that the function of this shaft, the one on the south or from the king chamber, was used for the soul of Khufu as the sun god Ray to go through and take the two boats on the south to travel in the night and the day trip. Because the duty of the of the god is to clean the world and to clean it from devil and the people in return has to worship the god. The function of the other one in the north is to join the stars. And therefore, that door or that stone that has been found, we will know, we will know about what's behind it, we hope, before May of this year. Okay. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air with Dr. Zahiawas. Hello. Yes, hello, Art. This is Mike in Philadelphia. Mike, you're going to have to speak up good and loud for us. You're not too loud here. How's that right there? Uh, much better. Go right ahead. Yes, hello. Uh, I am very honored to speak to you, doctor. I am from Philadelphia also. Oh, you are? I lived seven years there. Oh, that's very well. Uh, I would like to ask you, do you believe, the, uh, I have one question, do you believe the people that built the pyramids are from Earth and if there's any scientific proof to prove uh, uh -huh. either way? Well, you know, we talked about this, the whole uh, program. There is no evidence until this moment that has been found to prove the connections of the pyramids with anything except the pharaohs. Except the pharaohs. But the pharaohs were not really using the pyramids as a burial place, and that is they, what most people... Did. You know, you know, Art, I just discovered uh, a few months ago a small pyramid at Saqqara, and Saqqara is a site located on the south of Giza, and it has the step pyramid, the first stone structure ever built in the world. Then I was excavating last year, a few months ago, near the pyramid of Saqqara, and I found a small pyramid of a queen. And inside there is sarcophagus, and inside the sarcophagus remains of her mummy. Then huh. the pyramids were plundered, like any tombs in Egypt. King Tut tomb was found intact because it was hidden under the stone. But there is evidence, written evidence, proving that pyramids were tombs but also representing the power and dignity of the pharaohs. So you're saying they were tombs? Of course. All right. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Dr. Zahia Was. Hello. 
Hi, uh, this is uh, Joe from Klamath Falls. Yes, Joe. I was wondering, uh, does anything in the, I read the book, The Twelfth Planet, that you had before. Uh, the, how does Sitchin, uh, yes. Jeff feel about? Hello? Yes, uh, Sitchin's Twelfth Planet. Yeah, how does the guest feel about that book? And he, so, even scientific research, wasn't that all archaeology that the guy did out of uh, the different museums around the world? All right. Um, Dr. Sitchin's work, are you familiar with that, uh, Dr. No, Haas? No, I'm not. All right. What's the name of the book again? Uh, the Twelfth Planet. No, I never I never heard of it. Okay. Um, East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Dr. Zayawas. Hello. Hi, um... This is Jack from Minneapolis. Hello, Jack. Hi. Um, I'd like to ask the doctor about um, a possible chamber below the Sphinx foot. Yes. The front foot. Yes. Um, I, I, a little while back, I heard in the news that they were they were going to look for something under there. Um, well, that's we've been talking about that. We've been talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it is, of course, uh, the big controversy, and it's going to be. Uh, I guess the big point of discussion on this cruise. Now, I am going to try and moderate, so I did not try and uh, uh, get too confrontational with you uh, this morning, Doctor, but I am looking forward to uh, moderating uh, a very controversial time indeed, and I hope that um, nobody gets thrown into the sea. <laughs> no, I, 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 I believe it's going to be very interesting, but the most important thing that the truth at least the people who will attend the conference will hear my side, and they will see most of our, or all, I can't really talk about all the discovery that I made at Giza, but I mean the interesting stuff that I found that can help them in understanding more about the Giza Plateau. And we hope, as I said from the beginning, that next year we hope that to make this debate in Egypt and people that can come by and see the pyramids and the Sphinx and the excavations. Well, I would, I would love to come back to Egypt, of course. Um, so maybe we will do exactly that. Uh, in the meantime, I'm looking forward to what is going to occur in May uh, with some trepidation, but um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, Doctor, um, it has been a pleasure. Thank you. Having you on tonight, and, and I wish you a and safe good trip. good night for everyone, or good morning okay. for everyone. Yes. Thank you very much, Doctor. Okay. See, see you in May, my friend. Okay. Take Goodbye. care. Uh, all right. That is uh, Dr. Zahi Oas, the Director of Antiquities at Giza. Now, if you would like to come to this incredible um, debate, which will have uh, not only Dr. Hawass, but in a way, um, ganging up on him, Daniel Brinkley, Grandma Hancock, Robert Ball, Dr. Ed Krupp, and then myself trying to moderate all of this. Uh, they may get sick of that and toss me into the sea. You never know. We'd love to have you come along. Uh, again, the number to call between 9 in the morning and 6 in the evening is 1-800-888-5509. one 5509. If you're in California, you must call area code 310-568-0138. I repeat, area code 310-568-0138. All right, folks. I am uh, sick as a dog. I have a dog named Giza, by the way. So I'm going to retreat to my sickbed. 
but I did want to get in here and do this interview, and so it has been done. Uh, thank you all very much, and uh, pray for me. I have the flu. Night, all. Well, 